plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to December. Happy, happy December. Goodness, I can't believe how quickly the year has gone by. I mean, despite this pandemic and stay at home and all the stress and stuff, it is. I think it's really flown by. So I hope you enjoyed a restful, peaceful Thanksgiving and are ready to party with us today on our informational playground, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the species of Be the Star You Are charity. I am Cynthia Bryan. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are. Yesterday was Giving Tuesday, and if you haven't made a donation at this point, this is the time to do it. It is the season of giving, and there are companies that are doing matching donations. Go to btsya.org or the words bethestarur.org. And this quote is from President Ronald Reagan. Surround yourself with great people, delegate authority, and get out of the way. And this leads me right into what our show is going to be about today. We are going to have in segment two, um, Karna Bodman. She is the author of a thriller called Trust But Verify. And she's such an interesting person. She was the deputy press secretary and spokesman for NBC. She was the highest ranking woman on the Reagan White House staff. And now she's the author of uh, several thrillers that deal with um, security. And so it'll be really interesting to talk to her not only about her book, the latest novel, Trust But Verify, but yeah, uh, Trust But Verify, but um, also to find out her opinions on what's happening in the White House today. Also, we will discuss some of the COVID-19 scams that are going on. You know, there's all kinds of cons happening, frauds on the rise. So we'll find out who are the primary targets, who's doing this, and what you can do to protect yourself. And it has been a very busy year. Um, I think that people are really, actually really tired (laughs) and uh, people are ready for a break. And for me, um, it has been a year that I've spent a lot of time in nature. So it's important that I share some of the fall fireworks with you. So I was sitting on my balcony recently. I was just watching the ginger orb of the sun shoot sparkles and glitter throughout the dusky sky. And I was so just besotted with the fireworks of fall foliage on the horizon. The colors are so intense and they're still intensifying um, every single day, it seems. And the leaves haven't all fallen yet. And since the onset of the pandemic, every day I work many hours to improve my 
landscape. Besides doing my writing, my writing and radio and whatever else has to be done, pruning dead limbs, I'm repairing stairs, I'm rebuilding arches. I've been eradicating weeds, planting new specimens, fertilizing, firescaping, reseeding, adding amendments. And I covered the grass this year with enriched soil, which will bolster root establishment. And of course, my back is aching from the yards of amendments I've wheelbarrowed to the garden beds. And there's still so much more to shovel. And then I went and I got another huge dump truck full of, um, of wood chip. And so I think I probably have 30 or 40 yards I have to move. So <laughs> definitely, definitely, I'm not idling away the time. But to provide a respite from the labor, I added a bench on my hill overlooking my recently cleared oak meadow. And the creek's going to start flowing once winter rains start. But for right now, it is so relaxing to sit for a bit and watch the deer munching on the shoots that are sprouting and the squirrels scampering around collecting acorns. And, you know, they're talking to each other. And it's, it's really, really fun. And that just kind of gives me a break during the day. So peace and serenity have really increased my gratitude for living in such bucolic surroundings where I can breathe fresh air and listen to the sounds of silence. It's, it's a quiet, um, except for when the wild turkeys descend and they just start a ruckus. I mean, right before Thanksgiving, several toms descended on my hill and they were fighting with each other and maybe about Oh, a flock of maybe 10 hens were squawking a few feet away. It said to me Thanksgiving had arrived. That was for sure. I also, um, uh, several years ago, I planted three vines on my pergola of wisteria, grape, and pink bower. And it was an experiment in competition. All three are aggressive growers, and I was absolutely certain that the victor would be the wisteria who would choke the other two. And I'm glad I am not a betting woman or I would have lost because much to my sheer delight, after 15 years of cohabitation, the three have become symbiotic siblings supporting one another's expansion. The three vines have actually intertwined and mingled in my magnolia, a fruitless pear, and a loquat tree, and it creates this beautiful privacy screen that frames my backyard, and each of them boasts a distinct, a very distinctive feature. The wisteria and the grape are both deciduous, and they will shed their very colorful autumn leaves pretty soon, while the bower vine is evergreen, and it has blooming pink flowers. And in winter, it, the shiny green foliage of the bower vine covers the bare branches of the other two. So the pergola always looks pretty. But then in spring, the wisteria bursts into this really spectacular purple, purple bloom, followed by the bud break of the grapevine. And then throughout the summer months, their leaves cover the pergola with much needed shade. And in by September, the grapes are filled with grapes and I get to harvest. So it's a very fruitful collection of nature. And as I was um, working on writing my latest garden column, the sky clouded over and it rained for a short bit. And it was really thrilling to have rain. We're told that we're not going to have rain in our area of California till maybe the end of December now. And that's, uh, that's 
we really, we definitely really, really need it. Uh, my daffodils have already uh, sprouted from previous years and they'll probably start blooming anytime soon. So after three hectic seasons of heavy garden exertion, I really will look forward to listening to the rain. Hopefully I'll be just reading a book in front of a blazing fireplace, you know, with a cup of hot chocolate, maybe spiked with a little cognac or something. But for now, I'm going to savor the beautiful foliage fireworks of the glowing fall leaves from my balcony. And I have just a few um, tips for gardening in the next couple of weeks before we go to break and get our illustrious guest on. So protect your patio furniture by covering either with machine washable covers or clear plastic, or just put them away for winter if you have a storage shed or a garage, if you have space. Uh, dig bulbs now. Bl bulbs that do well in uh, California, well, they do well pretty much everywhere, but in California, you can still plant them. Tulips, crocus, daffodils, and they are available in nurseries and garden centers with uh, tulips needing to be uh, cold for six weeks. It's a, if it rains, you can fertilize your lawns. I like to photograph the changing colors of the autumn trees and shrubs and rake the leaves into my compost pile. Top dress your garden with mulch and amendments. Um, pull out any dead annuals and deadhead roses to continue the blooming season. I have been deadheading regularly and I still have gorgeous roses and, and I will until January when I do a really heavy pruning. Add solar-powered, weather-resistant garden lights to illuminate paths for winter darkness. It's dark here in California at 5 p.m. Pacific now. Uh, clean your gutters. Make sure downspouts are unclogged. And fix any vent screens, broken foundation, roof shakes. Remove brush and wood piles from the perimeter of your house because you don't want mice and rats to build their winter uh, abode in your house. And before you put away garden tools and equipment, repair them and clean them. And if you have containers of frost-prone plants, uh, move them to a covered area near the house or wrap them with burlap to protect them from cold weather. Because even though in the day times now we're in the 70s and in Southern California they're in the 80s, at night it drops down to the 30s. So there's a huge 50-degree difference. Well, I just want to thank you um, again for for listening to me talk about my gratitude in the garden. And I hope that you are growing a couple of vegetables or some herbs or something to keep you good and healthy. When we come back from break, we will be interviewing Karna Small Bodman, the author of five novels that are all bestsellers and have won several awards inspired by her six years serving in the White House as Deputy Press Secretary and later as Senior Director of the National Security Council. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I will be right back, so go away. Be the star you are, the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, 
leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to well, welcome back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and you're listening to uh, Star Style, Be the Star You Are live on the Voice America Network, and we're so glad that you stayed with us. Ronald Reagan said, we can't help everyone, but everyone can help someone. And I'm so excited for our guest today on the show. Her name is Karna Small Bodman, but I want to give you a little bit of her bio, which I usually don't do um, so much of because she's really amazing. And she began her career here in San Francisco, where I am as a TV news reporter, first at Cron and, and KGO, moved to Washington, D.C., and hosted a nationally syndicated program on business and <clears throat> economic issues. But when Ronald Reagan was elected president, he stood in front of Blair House named Jim Brady as his press secretary and Karna as Jim's deputy. She had daily meetings with the president, traveled on <clears throat> Air Force One. And she was named senior director and spokesperson for the National Security Council. She's met all the great leaders, I think, probably of the world, um, including Pope John Paul II. And she says that those were called, when she was working there in the White House, the evil empire days. It was a unique experience because she chatted with Soviet Union's General Secretary Gorbachev at the first summit meeting in Geneva. So by the time she left the White House to become senior vice president of a public firm, she was the highest ranking woman on the White House staff. And now she is writing best-selling thrillers, and she's just won another award for her latest, Trust Bet Verify. That was such a long introduction, but hello, Karna. Welcome to Star Style. <laughs> well, are. Cynthia, it's delightful to be with you on the show. I'm, <clears throat> I'm really pleased. I know that you have done a terrific job um, highlighting a number of authors on your, on your show, and, and all of us are very grateful that you help us spread the word about our stories. It's very, very nice of you. Thank you. Well, thank you for bringing that up. I felt that it was my duty to do this because it's hard enough being an author or an actor or some other creative, but when you have all of your events canceled and no way to publicize yourself, somebody has to step up and help somebody. So I took uh, 
I took Ronald Reagan, our, our mutual friends, right? I, I, took, I took his advice that everyone can help someone. So I was attempting to do that. So thank you. Well, I am really excited to talk about Trust But Verify because I'm not normally a person that reads all these kinds of thrillers. And in this case, I uh, listened to your audiobook because so I should tell our listeners it's also available as an MP3 audio and on disc. But tell us about your time working in the Reagan White House. And then we, I want to lead to how your experiences had led, have led you to writing these thrillers that are showcasing Samantha Reed, the brilliant director of the White House Office of Homeland Security. <laughs> well, of course, one question is, I, I did have the honor of serving there with, with President Reagan for some six years, so I don't know how much time you've got here, but I have a lot of stories. Oh, I, it the, sounds like um, it would be I, such a I, I will know, say this, fascinating. so many things happened, of course, in any administration. And and while I have used many events uh, as inspiration for different of my, my books, or five of them out there, uh, there are some events <clears throat> that occurred that maybe I didn't use that particular day in a book. However, I, you use the emotion, you know, the settings, yes. where, where things happen, the situation room, the Oval Office, the you know, up on the hill where the president might be giving a, a, a speak to a joint session of Congress. Uh, the characters, I use composite characters. Uh, I mean, my books are novels. However, I do a lot of research, and, and every story in the books that refer to, oh, groups wanting to meet with the president or little things that happen, it, those are all true. You know, they're, you know they're hum- I, mean, I mean, humorous. They're humorous things that... That, that go on. But, but I'll tell you, Cynthia, um, when people ask, well, gee, what, did, what, what do you remember the most? You know, what was, what was maybe seared in your memory? Any, anything special? And I say, absolutely. And it probably is, well, I don't know, you're probably too young to remember this, but um, it happened, the event happened about six, oh, six weeks after the inauguration of President Reagan, so early. The date was March 30th. Now, Cynthia, I was Deputy Press Secretary at the time, and I was scheduled to be in the car, the staff car, with Press Secretary Jim Brady to go and handle the press at this particular event. And I remember standing in front of his desk there in the West Wing Press Office and, oh, saying, I've got all these press calls to return, and I've got to do research for your next briefing, and I have all these things to do. And Jim looked at me and said, hey, listen, I... you don't really need to go today. Go tomorrow. Handle the thing tomorrow. There's another speech. But um, wait, you stay here. I can handle it. This is a no big deal. It's a little speech over at the Hilton Hotel for a union group. You know, I'll leave and I'll be back here. I'll see you about 2.30. And I said, okay, as everybody knows. When Jim walked out with the president, yeah, I, have the chills. Staff, I probably would have been standing right next to him. I mean, probably. Probably, and, because the, I see pictures of you uh, that you have on your website with Jim Brady and President Reagan. So, absolutely. yeah, you probably would have been right next to him. Well, I mean, that, those two are a different day. But on that particular day on March right. 30th, that is the day, of course, that John Hinckley fired six shots in three seconds with two hands, combat style. 
And he later described what he, he called it. He, he called it a devastation bullet that he thought would explode inside the victim. It didn't because, for one reason, Hinckley was using a smaller gun, a twenty-two. Now, you can imagine the chaos and, oh, my God, others being wounded. It was such an unbelievable situation. They throw Reagan in the car. They race off to the hospital. And then when they arrive, always cognizant of his position as president, Reagan, this is the story you can see in that film, gets out of the car and he attempts to button his coat and look proper and walk in. He's been shot. And when Mm -hmm. he gets to the door, that's when he collapsed. So they rush him inside. They tear off his clothes to do the exam. And he looked up and he said, hey, wait a minute. That's my new blue suit, you know. (laughs) And... And uh, they they finally you know figured out uh, what was what was going on and of course Nancy, poor the, poor poor Nancy she rushes in assassination attempt he looks up from the gurney and says honey I forgot to duck. Well, some people remember some of these lines and that actually turned out to be a line that Reagan pulled out of his memory bank that was uttered by the old famous prize fighter Jack Dempsey after a knockdown drag out fight. <laughs> Isn't that and then when they're waiting him into the into the operating room, he looks up and says to the doctors, I hope you're all Republicans. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. So many tense situations, um, what we discovered but did not announce to the nation just at that time, Cynthia, do you know that bullet was lodged one inch from his heart? Oh my goodness! I mean, no, really, no. Know, it's so it's so frightening, and this is what you know. In what I was realizing in Trust but Verify, your newest thriller, is you really know the locations. I mean, you would say, okay, we're going from this room, and you turn right, and you go down the hall, and you turn left, and then you're in the green room, and then you're. I mean, I you know, I've never, <laughs> I, have, I, I don't know, <laughs> I wouldn't know my way, but you obviously knew your way around. And uh, uh, and the Russians are the threat in this particular um, novel. Are the Russians still our greatest threat? Do you think? Well, I I believe the Russian. Well, I I would put China a, a notch yeah, ahead. Yeah, China. Of them. I should say China too. But aren't the Russians? I mean, in I China would. In still? fact, I I'll, I can come back to China in 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 a moment. But when you bring up the Russians, um, I I will say that when I wrote Trust to Verify, that was inspired in. Aside of two tracks, um, one track, the Russian track, is that I did have the opportunity <clears throat> when I was at the National Security Council to go to arms control talks with the Soviets, you mm-hmm. know, way back, the first major arms control talks, and had a chance to meet, um, you know, a number of, of their leaders, and then also went to a summit meeting uh, with Gorbachev and, and Reagan, uh, met all those folks and, and whatnot. And I, I, I was always fascinated with, because of those experiences with Russia, tried to keep up with what's what's going on over there, you know, continued research over the years and made subsequent trips there too. And, uh, and I saw what was going on more recently with Putin and the corruption over there. Do you know that some, I think it's something like 40% of all the businesses have some mafia influence. Mm-hmm. And you know, Incredible. and that's what, that's what I, that's what you bring out in the book is this mafia stuff. And it's scary. You know, the Russian mafia, I was, I was just uh, flabbergasted at the, 
what was going to, you know, what could have happened if the FBI didn't stop it, if Brett didn't stop mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. I guess what my question to you is, how many threats are we getting on a daily basis that, like you just said, the public doesn't know about? You know, the press has to keep it. I well, mean, as the press said, you keep it out. Um, the FBI, you can't talk about it. I mean, is this, it is, are things like this happening all the time? Uh, Karna? Well, obviously, Cynthia, I, you know, I am not there. I, now. <laughs> I mean, it's but, been a number of years. Um, I watch things. You try to keep informed. I don't have a, right. a top secret, you know, security clearance anymore. However, um, in, in terms of the story, when you talk about researching, you know, things that go on, yes. um, the other track um, of the book, the inspiration, this is, sounds a little bit one-off maybe to some of your listeners, but uh, I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, years ago, we had a summer home out in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, very pretty place, mm-hmm. and there is an event that happens there every single year in the summer, um, and all of us knew about that because it was a very big deal, and it doesn't sound very exciting, but out there it was. It's the, it's the conference hosted by the Federal Reserve. Board. Mm-hmm. So all the Fed members are there, all the top economists from J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs, and and that's not all. You've got foreign ministers, uh, I mean, uh, you know, finance ministers, oh, from Great Britain and France, Germany, you know, they're, all these people are there. So I thought, hmm, let's think about a plot here, because I've got a couple of Russian oligarchs who have been sanctioned, and, you know, we have sanctioned at least 17 of these corrupt it- oligarch types over there today. So, and I, I thought to myself, hmm, let's, have a, let's create a story where you've got a couple of these Russian oligarchs. They've lost a lot of money, so they have to replenish their, their coffers because we've been tough on them, see? So how are they going to do that? Well, they managed to get over here, and they bring over a couple of their mafia buddies, and they decide to put a hit on that Federal Reserve Conference. It's such now, a great um, storyline, Carter. Imagine I mean, what would happen in real life if anything were to occur at that truly. conference with all of those important people. What would happen to the stock market, right? Right. I mean, it would right. <laughs> so the Russians and the mafia guys, with whatever money they can scrape together, they go out on margin, they, you know, they short the exchanges, of course. Now, here's the question How does my heroine? Samantha Reed, who in the story is the head of the White House Office of Homeland Security, paired with a special FBI uh, agent, agent, cool guy, of course, little romantic oh, twist in the story. I think they're here. both. They're both. How fine. could they? How could they find out about a plot like that? And if they could find out, how could they stop it? So, of course, that's the format of a thriller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in all of the books um, that uh, that I've written. That one is a little more domestic here, but all of the all of the the books focus on a different national security threat. At least, I don't know, the, you know, the way I see it, and and they're all very very different. Uh, the villains are all foreign types because we do have a lot of uh, foreign foreign villains, you know, that are <laughs> that are that are threats to us. I mean, look mm-hmm. around North Korea, you know, Iran. China, whatever, and uh, challenging us in various ways. So each book is um, it points out a threat. And I was thinking about um, one of my favorite 
quotes comes from George Bernard Shaw, who said, the best way to get your point across is to entertain. That's and right. Isn't that what we're all trying to do. Right. And and isn't it what we all need, especially right now? I should, um, <laughs> just, I should just mention, besides Trust But Verify, which is the new book, her other books include Checkmate, A Gambit, Final Finesse, um, Castle Bravo. Did exactly. I get them all? Yes. Castle Bravo, well, you, right? Well, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you, you mentioning them. In fact, each one um, did involve uh, something to do with President Reagan uh, in, the, in those other books. I mean, for example, uh, the first book, Checkmate, and, and all of the books, by the way, have been re-released by my new publisher. They wanted, so I had to go back. I rewrote them because they came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, I need to update them, update the technology. You know, you can't have... You have to, <laughs> you you have to do that. And, and it, you, it's actually, um, they're, in the, they're actually called the White House National Security Series, right? So right. this is the exciting part about these books. It's really about national security. And when you're reading the book, when you're reading the novel... You, I, at least my mind, the way it was working, it was like, oh, my gosh, this could really happen. Oh, my goodness. I wonder mm-hmm. if this has happened and we don't even know about it. And then you always have this little romantic twist or romantic oh, triangle yeah. or something. you got to have a little bit of the love of issue in there, right? Uh, of of course, because the guy and girl, you know, somehow get together or maybe they don't or they want to or whatever. But um, uh, it, because because here's the thing. Um, I have women and men reading the book. And I, I'll also say this. I want everyone to enjoy the stories. I don't even use the words Republican, Democrat in the book. No, you don't. The words are not there. They're, they're not there. But you can tell. I mean, I'm looking, I'm, I'm lauding our, our military, our CIA people, our FBI people. You know, I'm right. heroes. Okay. <laughs> But, well, I mean, they are the heroes of the book, the, the FBI, as you said, the CIA, the security, the security people. They are. The people that but are keeping our country they, safe. That's what they're out there. Right. They're spending their lives and doing. Don't they take, um, when they sign on, don't they take an oath that it's country before party, right? They're, they keep and well, they take, they an, take oath. an oath. Well, they take an oath you know, support the Constitution and to keep us safe. And, oh, yeah, I don't know. Right. I mean, well, I, wording, I guess, yeah. What, yeah, I think what it, uh, you know, it also means is that they take this oath because they have to protect America against enemies, both foreign and domestic. Foreign and domestic, absolutely. Absolutely. Foreign and domestic. And so I, I admire them because I, of course, I met and worked with so many people that, that had devoted their lives to, to service in, yes. for the country. They weren't out you know, someplace trying to make a gajillion dollars. Although, quite frankly, the public sector people need to be lauded, too, because they're the ones that are keeping our economy the strongest in the world. You know, I want to ask you something about the kind of person that goes into the FBI. I mean, I loved your character, Brett. I just thought he was just, you know, he was smart and savvy and That's sexy. That's a hero and trusted verify, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, that's the, that's the, he's, he's a hero FBI, a very, you know, kind of shy and really ter- terrific. But w- what kind of person goes into this? I mean, because, wow, you have to be so brave and so smart and clandestine. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, it's like 007. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I mean, some of that has been, uh, you know, glamorized, I'm sure, because there's an awful lot of work that is just, just research and day-to-day and plotting and so forth. It isn't all, you know, hand-to-hand combat or something. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, uh, they do work very, very hard. Um, most have uh, law degrees as well as other degrees, and uh, and and I admire them. So, so yes, you've got the FBI guys um, uh, are the heroes and is the hero in Trust and Verify. Then, then I have other heroes uh, that work at the National Security Council, for example, that are are helping my heroine get uh, certain things uh, through Congress and other uh, in, involved. For example, in, in a couple of books I base on our missile defense systems. And Reagan was, he's the one that brought that together. Exactly. Right. right. And everybody thought he was nuts. You know, what do you think? Superman, a bullet hitting a bullet. That's never going to work. Well, it's working today, let me tell you. And so I had to write My first story was about missile defense. Well, I was just going to ask you, you have um, in this, I don't want to get too much away because it's, okay. you know, it is a thriller, but there is a, um, a something that detects the bombs that are set or the, the uh, explosions that doesn't detonate them, but you know, makes them useless. Are those actually in existence? Are those um, items oh, that... Oh, okay. Um, yeah, here's the deal. Uh, in Trust But Verify, to, to be honest with you, I had a, you know, a number of sources, and a, a particular source who's just been terrific on a couple of books, had uh, been at the Pentagon for many years and was a brilliant sort of inventor type. In fact, I call him my Q. Do you remember in the James Bond yes, movies? Yes, of course. There was always yes. a guy that is in some laboratory someplace right. and invented exactly. a fountain pen that exploded or whatever. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so my friend um, uh, it w- was, was one of those, so to speak, and he used to tell me about a number, because there's so many products and things that are invented that, People try to sell to the Pentagon to, to protect our, 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 you know, our military. Yeah. I mean, there's right. so many things. You can't buy them all. Well, he told me about two particular items that were, that were just beginning to be in production. And he said, as soon as, as they were unclassified, he sent me the papers. And I looked at this, and these were incredible. I thought they were really, really interesting. Um, the types of things that would detect uh, an explosive device, um, you know, before, say, before, an IED, right. you know, could, could explode. And um, sort of, you can just call it a bomb detector. And there are a lot of things like that, but I write about it because uh, it's all very current, uh, kind of in the hope that, hey, maybe they will produce it. You know, yeah, maybe so- they're doing it now because I wrote the book a little while ago. Right. Well, then that was my question is, so this could be no, in real. production. Very because real. You, it, so it is. That's exciting. That's all part of the research you have to do. Well, yep. if you're just joining us, we are talking to Karna Small-Bogman. Her newest thriller is Trust But Verify, but she is the author of several other best-selling um, thrillers as well. And they're all under this series that is about being um, about homeland security, basically. So this mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, that's very, <laughs> they're very, very exciting about that. Um, well, so I, we I want- hope that, that your, your readers, you know, if they have uh, 
and, and, and interest if they like to read thrillers that maybe they'll maybe they'll check them out. They're all available on Amazon, you know, and print ebook, you know, and, several of them right. out. I'm brilliant. Well, and they can and, check out your you know, website, carnabodman.com, K-A-R-N-A-B-O-D-M-A-N.com. And then you can buy these books anywhere. But like she said, they're on Amazon. So that's important to know. Do you, um, I mean, you obviously still have friends or contacts that are in service in some way. And so you're able to use some of these people through, um, for your research. Are you going to, yes. Are you, um, do you see a lot of difference between the time of the Reagan white house and like the white house today or, you know, well, yep. I mean, from a technology standpoint, I mean, I am I am a member of some national security groups, you know, loops, and we have we have meetings and speakers and Zoom meetings and things, sort of keep up, you know, former mm-hmm. colleagues, which is which is great. But um, but right now, of course, Cynthia, oh, the technology, oh my lord! I mean, think about it. Yeah, uh, I, I have to say that the job that I would never want again. Never want to be press secretary because it's, I mean, in those, with Reagan, it was more, you know, the three major networks. I mean, now right. you're 24-7, now, and for the press secretary of any administration, Democrat, Republican, I don't care. That I think that's one of the toughest jobs there is, really. Well, you, you very, just very can't, hard to keep up. It has to be very difficult. You can't please everyone or even anyone sometimes, you know. And well, it's just hard. You not up. only have the White House press corps, but I'll tell you what we had, and this shocks a lot of people. There was the White House press corps, which is there. You know, we see them every night on the news, all the familiar faces, and you see maybe, you know, a couple dozen that you say, oh, yeah, I remember those guys. They're with that network or CNN or MSNBC or whoever they're with. But back, even, you know, in the Reagan days, those years, sure, we had the network reporters and we had the press room filled with people, but we also had an additional, get this, 3,000 names in that had been cleared by the Secret Service who could come in on a one-time basis from other publications around the country, um, from foreign, you know, newspapers and publications. That could, perhaps they wanted to come in and do an interview. I mean, the, the wow were constant, constant all the time. Yeah. So you had to do the best you could, you know. Oh, I mean, it, it has to be just so much work and having so many people around you all the time. And, and I think, <laughs> you know, uh, did you ever feel yourself um, in danger? You know, like, it seems like today with all this fake news and all the different stuff going on, and especially in the last couple of days, there's all these, um, you know, people just seem to be going a little bit nuts. Did you ever feel yourself well, in danger? I, today, Did you have to have I, security? Yeah, well, you are right, Cynthia, that today, <clears throat> uh, and I mean, for the last uh, many years, it, 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 it has been it has been a difficult time with people on different sides of the political spectrum. But when you think about being quote in danger, that I equate that more with with nutcases, <laughs> if you will. That's right. And, I agree. And I did I, have I did have my share, but it started not in the White House. It started back in well, you're there, back in San Francisco because when uh, you're when on you the air, you know, when I was yes. on the air, uh, I had stalkers people mm-hmm. like that. At one point I had to have a 
um, a police uh, escort to drive me home, you know, from the station. I mean, these things happen. Uh, and especially when I, you're a woman and you're a beautiful woman as you are. So, you know, that was, uh, that was, a, that was challenging as well. Well, um, this has been just a, such a fun interview. The name of the book is Trust But Verify. And uh, the author is Karna Small Bodman. As you can tell, she is definitely an insider of what has happened in the White House, having served with uh, President Reagan for six years and was the, the um, highest Female, highest person, right? Um, well, <laughs> I don't want to say highest. Uh, that's you highest know, you can say highest ranking woman. woman, but look at all that did is get, it got me a seat in the White House mess. Okay, it's okay. Yeah, not a big deal. How, how was the food good then? <laughs> it was great. That's, that's <laughs> what I, you know, I kind of get that just from reading your book, where it sounds like the food must be great at the White House. Uh, you're also a speaker. I should bring that up too. So you, I obviously now you can only probably do zoom things because everybody's in you know kind of not having events but um you must speak at events do you speak all over the world uh, what kind of events do well are- you're you're nice to ask thank you i i have done my share on book tours probably uh, oh close to 400 over the years um speeches to all kinds of groups whether it's uh, political clubs or churches, or country clubs. Uh, actually, I did um, a talk uh, to a club for some 60 women um, at a country club. I am currently in Florida. Uh, it was just um, two weeks ago. I was amazed that that many people came. I mean, you we mean, wore uh, we wore masks at you know, except when I was speaking. And so and, you were you know, actually in person. I was in person. person. Now right. I'm doing another one for a cultural group by Zoom next week, and I have several more on the schedule. In fact, on my website, if you just look at the events page, it'll right. sort of spell it out. But, no, I'm available. If anybody wants to shoot me a, an email, it's right there on the website. Um, it's right there. And on, the, on the website, and I answer every, every, every email, and I'm happy to take a look if they wanted to invite me to speak to their group and, you know, bring some books along. And I even have some little videos of Reagan telling his stories, you know, that some people like to see those at the end of a talk, too. I, I always love those things. And let me give your website out again, com. K-A-R-N-A-B-O-D-M-A-N. And if you go to her website, you'll be able to see her other books. Uh, so this one's Trust But Verify. The other ones, as I said, in the White House National Security Series are Checkmate, Gambit, Final Finesse, and Castle Bravo. Uh, you can find out about events. You can see pictures in her gallery. And, of course, you can contact her. And just before I let you go, are you working on your next book? And if so, can we have uh, – is it possible to give a little preview of what uh, readers <laughs> Well, you're so nice. Um, here that we've been hunkered down for so many months, I've been doing a lot of writing um, three different ways. I do have an outline for another thriller, but I, to be honest, I put it aside for a while because my agent said, you know, right now publishers and readers are looking for some, some uplifting stories. You know, mm-hmm. in challenging times, you might want to read something a little more lighthearted. So I have written a number of novels that are lighthearted, I will admit, totally different genre, 
and my agent has submitted a few to um, <laughs> to Hallmark for book to movie possible deals or maybe oh, not. Uh, that's just another sidebar. And then I also, for fun, wrote a children's book about oh. uh, nothing political, of course, but it's about two little kids who live in the White House. Their father's the president. They get a puppy for their birthday who runs around getting into trouble. But my point in writing that one, you have to make a point here, is that when read to a child, uh, watching the dog run around, the child sees, oh, hey, there is a place called hmm, an Oval Office. There's a state dining room with a picture of a guy named Abraham Lincoln. Uh, there's a blue room, a red room. You know what I mean? Yes, it's that's a learning experience. It's fun. It's fun. At the same and time, I hope. Exactly. Entertaining. I call it edutainment. Entertaining and education together. I think it's perfect. Well, Karna, it's been delightful speaking with you. I wish you uh, just a lot of success. Congratulations on your recent Military Writer Society of America Civil Medal Award. That's oh, thank you. That was nice. Yes. That was very nice. That's very, very exciting. And it sounds like you are not um, letting any grass grow under your feet during this pandemic, and we have lots more to look forward to. So uh, my my dear listeners, please go to KarnaBodman.com. And thank you, Karna. We'll be in touch and uh, just keep on trucking. You're, you are, you're doing it, lady. You're doing it. Well, thank you, Cynthia. Thank you very much for having me as a guest on your show. And, and I hope you and your listeners all, all stay safe. Well, thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. So you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. Don't go away. We have just a little bit more of our show left. So I'll be right back. Stay with me. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Be the star you are. Org. Dare to care. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, we're back, and I hope that you enjoyed that uh, conversation with Karna Bodman and her book or thriller, Trust But Verify. I really enjoyed it, and it's so exciting, especially in these times during the political 
things that we're going through at the moment to have this insight into the White House and behind the scenes, and you will be amazed by it. So I just want to give you in the few minutes that we have left um, some tips on how to watch out for COVID cons, because um, they... uh, the North American Securities Administration Association has disrupted more than 200 pandemic-related scams already, and they're just rising every day. And some of the scams that they're seeing, they're seeing everything from phony vaccines and fake cures to scams that are promoting um how to double your retirement savings. And of course, there's always those romance scams because widows and widowers who can't go to their church functions or to their clubs, they're being targeted and scammers start conversations with them online and then persuade them to give up their money. And they're also trolling social media to look for religious affiliations, political leanings, and then they use that to pitch folks with certain traits because Don't you always trust somebody who thinks like you? So we have to be really careful. Now, obviously, the primary victims and why they're they're particularly vulnerable are seniors. And again, it gets back to so many of them are in isolation. They're at home. Their kids or their grandkids can't visit. They have money in the bank. They're usually in savings accounts. They're worried about Social Security and health care. And there are all kinds of things that scammers know how to take advantage of them. I mean, you've, I'm sure you've heard of the uh, grandparent scam where, you know, a supposed police officer calls and puts a kid on the phone saying it's the grandchild because they found it on social media. And, you know, just send money or send a gift card, etc. So, um We really, what we have to do to protect ourselves is we have to stay in constant communication with family members, including seniors. And if you ask, especially if you ask your parents or grandparents, if anyone has tried to talk them into an investment, has someone told them that they've won a prize or that they just have to pay any taxes up front? The conversations have to be done with respect, obviously. Because um, a lot of people don't want to talk about their finances, even with trusted relatives. But unfortunately, um, if there's any memory loss or if these scammers get in touch with them, they could empty their savings in literally just a very quick heartbeat. So we have to be really careful about all of this. Um, another one that I just wanted to bring to your attention, cause this one, this one really got me cause I thought, oh my gosh, I think I've done, I haven't take, fallen for a scam, but I've done this. If you buy something, for example, on Amazon and you need to return it. And so, or you have a question. It's so there was um, a guy, he did a quick search um, for Amazon's phone number. And then he called customer service. And as soon as he did, he snapped, stepped into this snare that is set up by crooks because what was happening is a lot of these crooks actually buy phone numbers and then they buy ads saying that they are Google or they're Amazon or they're Apple or, you know, any of the big companies that you're going to, Um, And sometimes when you're in a hurry, you don't look at the actual address or the phone number. And, you know, when you Google customer service for Amazon Prime, he hadn't looked closely at the search results. So he was using one of the fakes. 
So scammers, they buy and place these fake ads and they elude the filters on the online search. So just remember, even voice search devices like Apple, Siri, and Amazon's Alexa, they can give you fake numbers. So five tips quickly is always go directly to a company's website to find its customer service number. Don't ask your device for a customer service number. Don't ask Alexa or Siri. Check the URL for misspellings or other oddities and never agree to pay for a service that should be free. And don't give anyone remote access to your computer. And I know that's kind of scary because I had to um, do that recently when I was having a, a web issue and I thought, oh, I know I shouldn't be giving them access, but um, they did fix the problem. Hopefully nothing was installed. Thanks so much for being great listeners and allowing me into your life every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, right here with Wednesdays with writers and performers. Uh, I hope that you are always looking for expert advice and having fun. And because I try to bring you that edutainment, that infotainment every week and let you know that you can change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about my company, Star Style Productions, or myself, Cynthia Bryan, visit CynthiaBryan.com. We hope that during the holiday season, you'll make a donation to keep this show on the air as well as our teen show, Express Yourself. Um, through Be The Star You Are charity, visit bethestarur.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. See beyond your physical being and know that you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. So cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate each moment of your life. And read a book this week. It's like a garden in your pocket. And make sure to spend lots of time outdoors, wearing your mask, social distancing, washing your hands, and being safe because a vaccine is around the corner and we want to hang in there. So until next week when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. I am Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self and pick up a copy of Trust But Verify. You will enjoy the suspense. Thanks for joining me. Until Wednesday next, make it a great week and make a difference if you can. Be the star you are. The star you It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.